Coming up today on the show, we're going to talk the latest Disney news, and we're going to chew the Disney fat. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everybody, to Traveling with the Mouse, episode 247 for Wednesday, December the 11th. 2019. My name is Adam, and I am joined by John. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. And I'm also joined by Jason. I'm starting to reconsider my life. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> wow, it's like you knew what he was about to say. Well, you know, I have that foresight. I did just <laughs> watch that movie, and I regret making that decision. Right. (laughs) So that's how we'll start this episode then is getting everybody up to speed on our Star Wars rewatch. I think John finished everything, so he's uh, way ahead. Yeah. I finished Return of the Jedi, so uh, I'm on episode seven. I haven't watched it yet, though. Hmm. I've only watched episodes one and two. And then you gave up. Uh, I mean. I'm going through the tough stuff first. <laughs> right. It is hard to get through. <laughs> well, it gets easier I will from say here. I, I, I watched episode two, and it was a combination of three different sittings. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It, <laughs> it's not good, guys. Um, <laughs> it's worse than I remember. I managed to get through all of these in one sitting. I never really stopped any of them. So. I mean, if you just let your brain atrophy a little bit, yeah, it helps. <laughs> I was going to say, did you not take any alcoholic beverages beforehand? That might have helped. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you need something more than just alcohol to get through Attack of the Clones. At least the first hour and 40 minutes of it. I don't know. I, you said that the last part was going to be good, but I, I don't, I don't think so. In the span of like 10 minutes, somehow they went from going to die in the pit, uh, which by the way, if you're going to execute people, just execute them. Why do you have to have this complicated three animal thing to try to kill them? I I mean, you're just complicating matters for no reason. And then they're surrounded and it's almost over. And then Yoda shows up with the clones and oh, by the way... The only reason he was running late is because they were apparently busy setting up a Ford command center or something because they fly away from there and there's a battle raging. You know, did right. Count Dooku not get that message? You know, which started first? It, it makes no sense. I feel like George Lucas watched Gladiator while he was writing Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. Like, it oh. definitely felt like I was in, in Gladiator. <laughs> <Right>. it was... <laughs> it's like, let me make Star Wars version of Gladiator. I think he was taking Dr. Evil's line to heart. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, Scott, I've got an even better idea. I mean, (laughs) if you're going to take someone out to execution, no better way than on a chariot. I I, I mean. I didn't see any mutated sea bass, though. With laser beams, though. (laughs) But there were laser beams. Mm. Yes. But uh, I like seeing Mace Window, like, pull out his purple lightsaber and start doing something besides sit on a Jedi Council. Yeah, he did destroy Jango Fett. Um, yeah, rather easily. 
So, like yeah. father, like son, right? I mean, or like, yeah, as we'll see later on. Yeah, it was it was like son, interesting. Like mm-hmm. uh, that part was, and then he gets trapped, and then he's not. And of course, Yoda. I mean, yeah, Yoda. But it was so contrived. I mean, I remember whenever I watched it younger, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Yoda's finally doing a lightsaber battle. Right. But it felt like the storytelling and pace was like so obvious. So like, okay, first we're going to start with the young but talented Jedi. And he's going to rush in and get beaten. And then we're going to have the experienced Obi-Wan that's going to show just how how hard it is to beat Count Dooku. And then the talented young guy is going to rally and he's going to do well. And oh, by the way, uh, we need dismemberment, guys, because that's <laughs> yes, a staple. Yeah, and then once we've established that this this guy's super hard, we're gonna go into like a force push battle, right? Yeah, it, Which, it was just like, let's yeah. do this with a lightsaber. And then as soon as he's got Yoda like all distracted, he just gets on a <laughs> ship. Why didn't he just stab him? Right. <laughs> I mean, it is funny when you see the prequels. Yoda's 0 for 2 against Sith. So and he's supposed to be the most powerful Jedi of them all. And he's 0 yeah. for 2. He's like all concentrating, not letting his friends get squashed. I mean, to be fair, Dooku, just stab Yoda. The thing yeah. falls, and crushes all of them, and it's all done. It's over. <laughs> he's like, I'll live to fight And don't give me man. this crap that it was some complicated thing planned from the emperor if you just crush yoda and all the the jedi war one it's over war's over so you can have a happy christmas war's over anyways it makes no sense zero of it made any sense i'm not as upset anymore about episode eight oh really okay Episode eight is the one where you know i got all ticky tack about like light speeding into ships and how why don't you just always do that to just blow things up if that yeah. works? A kamikaze now that feels, group. Yeah, that that feels ticky tack compared to the egregious errors I had blocked out of my memory. <laughs> egregious errors. Yeah, I the whole first part of the movie though, I just I can't stand the whole Coruscant stuff or the whole Obi Wan detective story, and it just went nowhere. And the love story is like ridiculous between Padme and Anakin. It's just. There's Has anybody ever chemistry. tried that pickup line with someone in real life? You know, oh, we're starting to hit it off. I murdered them. All of them. <laughs> right. Not just the adults, the women and, and the, the children, children, too. Right. I love Everybody you. makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets angry sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you for that. I'm gonna say, that's, that's what I would expect to hear from one of the members of the Manson family. Right. Everybody gets upset sometimes. So let's talk about something that Disney's done right. All right. Because that wasn't Disney. That was George Lucas. And, you know, Disney just had to include those films to be complete. Rise of the Resistance? Should we just go into that? Yeah, just just, go right there. I mean, you said something they did right. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff that maybe they haven't handled perfectly. But I think on the whole, everybody is saying that Rise of the Resistance is incredible. Yeah. Yes, on the whole, I think Rise of the Resistance feels good. (laughs) Right. I knew that was coming. Uh, (laughs) So, it looks like opening day, you know, there was a malfunction towards the beginning. But I didn't see any. The big story was, like, within the first hour, it went down for, like, 40 minutes or so. And then it came back up. 
and I, pretty much every day there's been some downtime back and forth. But I think I saw someone get evacuated two times in a row. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that was day two, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not proving very reliable, but having watched the ride through, it's pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's very impressive. I was trying to explain the ride to somebody who wanted me to tell them what the ride was like because they hadn't seen anything or heard anything about it, and I was like 15 minutes into the explanation and I hadn't even gotten to like the end yet. I was like, wow, this is really, <laughs> there's a lot to this ride. <laughs> Wow. This experience. I was so, like, oh, wow. I'm not even to the end yet. It took you five times longer to descri- than the actual ride to describe the ride. <laughs> well, not if you count, like, the entire experience oh. from pre-show room to... Because I went through the whole thing, you know. Oh, okay. So, excuse me. Not five times longer. Maybe three to four times. <laughs> right. I wonder, everyone I've heard about, starting in, near the beginning, the Ray hologram... Everyone has said that's like the most amazing thing they've ever seen. Yeah. It looks pretty cool from the video. Yeah, I was going to say, it's something I don't think the video does justice. That's one of those things we're going to need to see in person. They cool. the When they opened Rise of the Resistance, they only allowed people to get on with boarding groups uh, right, utilizing right. the app. And as we've discovered, you have to have tapped into the park before you can join a boarding group. We are recording this on a Monday, December 9th, and today was the first time that there were still boarding groups available at official park opening. Wow. Because yeah, they're yeah. letting people in early, and um, they're starting to distribute the boarding groups early, and they have been out of boarding groups by like 8.15 every day. Morning. Yeah. In the morning. Right. right. So get there as early as you can if you want to be in a boarding group, it seems like. Even though it might be getting better, we'll see. But Give you an example of what the weekend was like Sunday uh, they had like six to eight, basically, that they were doing the so-called extra magic hours for this. Boarding groups for the entire day were completely filled by 7.54 a.m. And mm-hmm. and just to be clear, they didn't open up boarding groups and think until 7.22 because Rise of the Resistance was not open for EMH. Yeah. Yeah. But if you were there for EMH, you got first dibs on the boarding group. Bookings, right. I guess. right, because they, they, the boarding groups were booked up by the time non-extra magic hour guests had access to it. <laughs> right. But that made me wonder, usually, even if you're not a resort guest, you can still get in the park, typically. You just can't get on any rides. Is that the case where even if you were in the park? I don't know. We need some more testing. Still... Yeah, I know. Well, so one one thing newsworthy that they did do now is they have limited it to one per guest per day mm-hmm. on it. Now. Yeah, right. there were some Which people able to ride sense. multiple times early on, but yeah, you can only get one boarding pass per day. But that's also still exacerbated by the fact that every time someone gets evac'd off this ride, they're given a digital fast pass and a paper fast pass yeah. for the ride. By the way, coming from someone that I heard talking about the fast pass that they got, mm-hmm. um, you still have to get into a boarding group. It's not like you can just show up with the fast pass and they're going to let you on. You still have to show up the next day and get into a boarding group. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's yeah. weird. And they did not so, explain that. So because of the closures too, the boarding groups are not, all of them are necessarily getting through in a given day. And so if you, if they aren't able to accommodate your boarding group, they've been giving you a fast pass for the ride as mm-hmm. well as a one day park hopper ticket to compensate for 
your wasted right. day, I guess. Right. Waiting around all day for that to show up. Yeah, it makes sense. That's the, at least they're doing something like that, and it makes you wonder maybe that are they lowering the number of boarding groups or capacity of those boarding groups because of the limited capacity and the fact that they're having to make up so many for you know the ride breaking down. You know, maybe they're lowering the capacity of boarding groups for a while until they catch back up. They're trying yeah. to do anything to not show a wait time at the moment. Right. They don't want the Hagrid's four or five hour well, lines you, out the if door. If you think so. about it, if you join a virtual queue at 745 in the morning and you, like, you're the last boarding group to get on and you're able yeah. to board at 8 p.m., that is a 12 hour wait, technically. <laughs> Right, technically. You're just not literally so, standing in one place for 12 hours. Thank so you. here's my thing. If you go in, you get your boarding group, and it is for eight, you can go to any other park, or do you have to stay there? That's another good question, yeah. I think you can leave, because if you leave, you're in the boarding group. You just have to... They say once your boarding group is called, you have two hours to return. To get back there, yeah. Yeah, you have two hours okay. to get that back there. Well, that's what I'm saying. is like, can you leave the park, go to another park... Well, yeah, here. I'm assuming they're fine for you leaving, especially go eat dinner, do something like that. You just have to keep an eye on your boarding group. But I watched the video, and the ride is incredible. So whatever it takes to get on, just get on the ride. Yeah, I've watched several different versions of the ride, several different angles, I guess, different people. People that I've seen do good videos in the past, and they're they're like just now releasing theirs. I didn't go back and listen to this, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned that I felt like it looked a lot like Ratatouille because depending on which ride vehicle you're in, you have a slightly different experience on Ratatouille, and I think that's what this is. I mean, we see that if you're in the lead vehicle, you get the straight-on view of the AT-ATs, and if you're not, you get the side view of them, and you get a slightly different version, but you all end up in the same place. But it's a very similar ride system to Ratatouille, actually, in some aspects. But, of course, much more advanced. Less screens than Ratatouille. <laughs> I'm impressed, though, overall. it's. I like that you can ride it and get a different perspective. I've had people message me, including people that have also been talking about it on Twitter. Best ride they've mm -hmm. ridden. Uh, they don't People that don't know anything about Star Wars. Oh, I'm sure. Just incredible ride. Rewritability's there. It's immersive. It's worth experiencing in person. I mean, it looks incredible. There's lots of details. It's one of those that's going to have a long line for years. Yeah, decades maybe. Possibly. Yeah. Actually, I don't know about decades. They, they'll have to change it at some point, I'm sure. To well, you got to remember there's update. a lot of new stuff on the horizon too. So. Yeah. This ride and the land in general... It has actually caused me to think about a potential theory about how this, these films, the new films, are going to wrap up. Okay. What's your theory? Well, okay. So, in the first three films, even though they were made after the four, after when one, two, and three was made after four, five, and six, right? Mm -hmm. So, in four, you have a complete story, but that you you have. Obviously, the possibility of making a second one, right? So when they make the second one, which is Empire, you have it open end. They're, they're you know, our our heroes are basically in peril. They've basically been whooped, and there has to be another 
ending to that, right? Mm-hmm. So in the prequels, because it's leading up to all this stuff, it actually ends on a low note when you really consider that right. in comparison mm-hmm. to the other ones. I feel like we're in for ending on another low note with this series, believe it or not. I don't think the First Order is going to be completely wiped out. I just feel like mm-hmm. they're going to be at a place where they're kind of at bay and they leave the door open for future projects around yeah. this. Well, it is J.J. Abrams after all, so even <laughs> if he says he's going to wrap everything up, it doesn't mean it's not going to be open-ended. Well, I'm going to say, yeah. It'll at least look like it, and then, of course, we're never going to truly get the Lost finale that we wanted. But <laughs> We're not going to get all the answers either. Draw your own conclusions kind of thing. I think that would be a perfect way to end it, is be ended on a down note personally, but that's just me. <laughs> that's just your uh, negativity. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody, everybody's expecting, I think, at this point to see something along the lines of some kind of redemption for Ben Solo. But, I mean, here's the thing. The reason why I think that concerning the land, in the land, you still have Kylo Ren out. You still have, I mean, all these things are trying to keep it current and present day. If they want to continue with that, especially with a ride that has him in it, he can't be redeemed if you're going to keep it like it's present day. Just, just yeah, a thought. Interesting. Yeah, that is going to be interesting if they do that because it seems like they got rid of Phasma because she's dead now, essentially, because she died in The Last Jedi, or at least it appears that she died. So Phasma is no longer seen in Galaxy's Edge. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. If Kylo Ren dies in this movie, you can't just... You have to change the whole storyline for Galaxy's Edge. Do you? And you have to, you have to change Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Why do you? Star, because Darth Vader still hangs out. He was redeemed. He he not in hang- Galaxy's Edge. No, he doesn't. Yeah, you will not see a dead character in right in Galaxy's Edge. He's over at Launch Bay. Outside of that land, outside of that world, you see him. You don't see anybody who is who is currently dead in the series in that in Galaxy's Edge. Not even yeah. as a Force ghost. Yeah, which would be cool. Use that hologram technology to show like Force ghost people. That would be interesting. At different different parts of the land. <laughs> Especially if they can figure out a way to make them walk around. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So for the media preview, they had the X-wing drones, but it, uh, I saw this story here that says, you know, Boeing teamed up with Disney to create these X-wing looking drones that basically sort of just sat there in the sky and then sort of slowly flew away where you couldn't see them but it looks as though they're being packed up and packed away or shipped away again so maybe they're going to california i don't know but looked like it was a maybe a temporary thing for now just for the media event for rise of the resistance what do you think you think they'll be back i think they'll be back they'll use them for other events going back to how Amazing, and we said this ride should have some lasting appeal, maybe. Mm-hmm. Once everything that is new is open, I still will I still will gamble that this will have the longest wait, of, even after all the new rides are open. Yeah, even, say, opening day of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yep, I think it's going to have a longer wait than Guardians of the Galaxy and Tron. Mm. Okay. On their actual opening day, uh I don't know. I might would if I were a gambling man. I might would take you up on that. Yeah. Well, on, on their, opening on day, opening each days. on opening day they will ha- those rides will have the longest wait just because it's opening day. Right. But one but week, a week after, later, okay. one week after they're open. Hmm. Okay. Speaking of Tron, that's another series I just watched 
Well, it's only two. Se- it's only two movies, but I just watched. I rewatched those as well. <laughs> wow, both of those. Yeah. Do you have like all this time on your hands somehow? Like, wh- what happened? You just never sleep. No, it's just like usually. Oh. Uh, well, when we're doing this, obviously, that's uh, sometimes I'm watching them in oh, not no. long right right about when the girls go to bed. So I'm. I guess I'm missing some of the some of it, but I'm getting most of it in in some of these cases. I see. I just finished rewatching the original Star Wars since we're talking about rewatching this stuff and return of the jedi you know i enjoyed again i maybe i don't know where all this optimism is coming from but i enjoyed i have not hated any of any of the movies i've rewatched um even though the whole musical and jabba's palace still throws me off that they made that change and it's a little weird to say the least i did see sebulba make an appearance in jabba's palace uh, cameo, or it looks like it sure looks looks like Sebulba. But anyway, the uh, the ending of Jedi it was fun. I enjoyed watching it again. Even the Ewok stuff, I was like, eh, it's it's not great, but it's still somewhat enjoyable. You'd rather so, have Yubnub? No, actually, I you know the new ending with the new thing John Williams came up with, I actually like too. So they're all good. I think it's a good ending that. Even with it changed, I think it's still good. Even with Gungans? Yes, even with the Gungans, yes. Mm-hmm. And Coruscant and Cloud City or Bespin, whatever. I have a problem with probably like, oh, 90% of the changes in all of the movies. Even bringing Hayden Christensen in a movie for that he was made like before he was born or something. Yeah, I, I don't get that truthfully because he should be older. We just saw the dude. We just saw what he looked like in Jedi, like literally moments before this. So my theory on that is, do they come back in Force Ghosts as the last time they were a Jedi? (laughs) Is that why he's back to long-haired, young Anakin? That was the last point he was an actual Jedi. Why are you trying to apply any logic to this? (laughs) We just established that... That if George Lucas is making the decisions, he it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this would be cool. You think so, this would sell some stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So where's the Force Ghost Anakin uh, action figure? Oh, <laughs> he didn't have enough time to. <laughs> do you remember it was back, a, like yeah. a few, like a month or two ago, when it came out that George Lucas was real unhappy about the plot that they set for the new trilogy? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't want to hear his plot anymore. <laughs> Right. That means it's actually good then because they didn't take his advice. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they read his and they're like, uh, thanks, George. We'll take it from here. Yeah, that's exactly what they did because apparently they didn't take any of it. It's like, we'll just take elements of your first three movies that you made and roll them into this one movie and call it Force Awakens. Basically, yeah. I can't, I'm interested to rewatch these, the Disney ones, because I'm curious how i'll feel about them now but one thing i will say though i think disney saved the original movies from being changed further like if george lucas still owned them today he probably would have the uh hayden christensen come back and be the guy that a digital version of the guy in the mask like help me take this mask off and it would be hayden christensen oh brother again yeah somehow a digital version somehow or what if they overlaid child anakin's face on there <laughs> right. you know? jake lloyd's back yeah. <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> 
So there's a lot of things I think that we've saved them from. When he takes off the Darth Vader mask, he just says, yippee! Now this is pod racing. You were talking about Jedi. I said, I wish they would have undone some of the changes, what I wish they would have done. Like, how hard is it to leave out, say, for instance, the no? No! I mean, that's about the dumbest thing in Jedi now. I feel like, was that him trying to to connect Ridge of the Sith to this movie by basically taking the same line? I don't even think they had James Earl Jones re-recorded. I think it was the exact same <laughs> recording session, and he just threw it in. It Return does sound of the like Jedi. It. It's like, like there's no point in him saying anything there. What, they just did that. They just added that just to add it. Yeah, they literally didn't need it. It was much better when right. he was silent. Just like the whole like, who, did Disney add the Greedo thing where Greedo says like poodoo or something? What does he say uh, in stupid. New Hope now? Yeah, if you're gonna like, change that why? line again, put it back like it was. If you're gonna change yeah, it, like, like why did we add this? Like, I don't know. Why do we keep changing this one scene? <sighs> anyway, not only that, the Han moving his head thing is just so cheesy. The way it does works. Yes. Well, the like, whole thing of putting the job of the hut scene back in too doesn't make any sense. So, where he has to step on his tail just because it was there. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he had to walk around the actor guy who was Jabba the Hutt that they cut out from the first movie. Anyway. wonder how much the originals are selling for nowadays. Oh, I don't know. I still have the VHS copy of the original trilogy, Unaltered. Uh, well, yeah, I do too. I need to figure yeah. out a way to get it on digital. Didn't there, wasn't there like a DVD set that came out that had the original version still? I feel like some... Maybe I'm wrong on that. But no, yeah. because the special edition came out when it was still VHS. Right, right. I thought they had released it that way, though. Maybe I'm wrong. No, That's you think George Lucas would have allowed probably not a version but... other than the special edition to be released back then? Give me a break. Yeah. If you go to the dark web, you can find the uh, de-specialized editions of the original movies, which are what, HD versions. What, are you a regular on the dark web? <laughs> Actually, I have no idea if it's the dark web. I just, I do have <laughs> A New Hope, though, de-specialized edition. Adam goes looking for identities. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, goes looking, he goes looking for identities for sale. Uh, it's probably not the dark web. It's just... Is the Pirate Bay considered dark web? Is Pirate Bay even still around? Yeah, I think that's gone. I was going to say, I think the East India Trading Company got a hold of Pirate Bay. Yeah, okay. John is in the middle of Pirates, uh, rewatching the Pirates films, apparently. So. Great movies. Great movies. I don't know. Did we cover everything on the on Rise? I think the only other thing that I saw was that they are, uh, that they are officially saying that Hollywood Studios is opening at 8 now instead of 9. They did move that back until at least January yeah. 4th. Even though it's opening at like 6.30 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually well, opening like two hours before that. I got to be honest, as excited as I am to ride this ride, I'd rather it be less of a chance of it breaking down while I'm on it. So it's probably going to be several months before I even... Uh, I'm going to give them time to work the bugs out before I give it a try. But yeah. that's just me. It's kind of like the Skyliner. It seems like the Skyliner is running more smoothly. Am I wrong on that? I feel like. Uh, well, we haven't heard anything. Then again, we may have just been distracted. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I feel like it's running better now. It's been open a few months. so Yeah. You know, growing pains. You know, I got to think, though, with something like Rise of the Resistance, okay, what is it that 
they get from an extra few months with it open compared to just getting it right before they open it? I mean, what's different? I mean, the guests Guess can't possibly... Yeah. yeah, but guests on it can't possibly make can't a difference possibly. in the operation of it. You know what I mean? What difference does people does more does guests being on it have to do? I mean, they they should be prepping it or testing it all this time as if it were taking guests. Like it still runs through the same cycles even if no one's on it. So right. you know why didn't they just have why why couldn't they have just waited and had it right? That's my thinking. But well, I guess it was close enough to where they like hey for one it's money getting people in is. Or as early as possible is the ride is close enough to acceptable. Get it in front of people. Get more people coming. Make more money. Make some of that money back that they invested in it. Apparently, the pirates ride. Since we mentioned pirates as well, over in Shanghai, it's something like Battle for Sunken Treasure or something yes, like that. Or that's right. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, that ride took months after its opening to get finally get right as well, though, and it's. It's pretty technically complicated as well, yeah. Yeah. That's just the way thing, all things do. You get something that's close enough, and then you fix things as it goes. You have to get it out there as quickly as possible because people aren't willing to wait anymore. Like, you hear the hype, but at some point people are just going to be like, okay, we need this ride now. Yeah. The first time I saw that ride, I was like, man, I wish I could find a way to get to Shanghai. <laughs> I know, right? It does look cool. It looks very, very cool. A lot of things at Shanghai look cool. Hey, I, I have another story if we're interested yeah, in a different that. story. So we, we previewed the Give Kids the Ride event. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, there were, I don't know, 15 to 17 or 18 teams that ran. It's hard to track because there's people who use the app who are easy to track. And then those who didn't mm. are a bit harder. But many teams ran on December the 4th, the day before Rise of the Resistance. And it was a hard-fought day, and we had one team take the gold. Kendall and Jimmy Sweeney, so Kendall Mullins, Jimmy Sweeney, did every ride challenge. They got it just under the wire, and nobody else did. So congratulations to Kendall and Jimmy. Right. Congrats for sure. We were following along at the end there, and it was... Definitely getting down to the last few minutes. It was a lot of fun to watch. So as is custom, since there was a completion, I'll just, just to recap what they did. Everybody except for one team started off Main Street Vehicles at 7.51 a.m. And they were able to hop and get Flight of Passage at 8.46 a.m. Animal Kingdom did not open until 9, but they started walking people back early. They grailed Animal Kingdom before leaving uh, shortly after 11. Then they went to Hollywood Studios, did Star Tours at 11.44 a.m., spent two and a half hours in Hollywood Studios completing everything, using fast passes for everything except Star Tours and Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, obviously because it doesn't have fast passes yet. Then they went and grailed Epcot starting at 2.51 p.m. to 5.25 p.m., Making it back to Magic Kingdom before the riverboat closes. Granted, they were doing the Every Ride Challenge, so they did not have to ride the rafts on that challenge. Starting at Magic Kingdom at 6.18 p.m. and finishing at Seven Dwarves Mine Drain at 12.27 a.m. 48 rides. They are now officially Every Ride Challenge's fastest to 48. I was wondering about that. I didn't actually look to see if that was the fastest. Hmm. Yep. 
Stacy Galloway, who had the record for over a year. Congratulations, Stacy! But your record has now been broken. It is now Kendall and Jimmy. And what's funny is she was supposed to be running with them as a trio. Yep. Would have been interesting to see if it would have changed anything had they had three instead of the two. So There was also a very close call. Morgan's best one came very close. She did technically ride every ride, although the last ride didn't count because Seven Doors Mine Train was already closed. But they did let her on since other people were on that we knew. And that doesn't count because it's holding a place in line. But, you know, every ride with a, a small asterisk, right? Yeah. That's still great. I mean, you still got yeah. to do it. At least in our case, they didn't let us on at all. We had people in line that we knew, but yeah. they wouldn't let us on. I mean, I still would have felt, you know, like, ah, oh, we didn't do it. If we if we did get let on, it would have not counted either. So, we Yeah, it doesn't count late. from the official challenge perspective, but congratulations, Morgan. You still yeah, wrote every still ride wrote in one day. Right. Yeah. Uh, we still not, did. Just not following the official rules. I mean, that's fine. We, if we, I remember our first time running, we were going to go to the after hours event if that's what it took just to say we did it. Right. Yeah. We had talked about that. Yeah. I remember that. It's more of a personal accomplishment. Yeah. This thing is really a personal accomplishment because the only thing you really get is uh, internet points and two random people talking about you on a podcast. <laughs> Wait, two? <laughs> well, you know. Three? Three. Hang two. On. It just depends on who's chatting. I mean, okay. I am. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say, were you excluding yourself because you're the expert? Yeah, I'm the expert. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't count, okay? we I can't count. <laughs> right. You but, know I can't spell. I mean, I feel like that's a big prize to have us talk about you, right? I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Take note, if you're interested in us talking about your product, if you have <laughs> <Right>. one. <laughs> and you have money. Yeah, we'd be happy to take to sponsors. <laughs> we'll do some copy. Yeah, I'll Traveling with the mouse there. is happy to use. Insert your product named here. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest. I, I've really only been kind of following along whenever something's, a, you know, like somebody's getting close or like to a big accomplishment. Or if somebody that I know is going to make it interesting is running like Jason. That's, you know... Those are the times where I start paying attention to it, more or less. There's just so many people doing it nowadays. I mean, you know, you have I have life, and yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you got all these movies movie. to watch. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know, right? I have all these you movies to watch. Apparently, Disney Plus to watch. Well, see, Disney Plus. One of the good things about it, see, you can take it with you when when you go. So there's always that. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. I'm almost never pay attention midday. Whenever that's the worst part of running, and that's the worst part of watching. Yeah, and I don't pay attention to a lot of first-timers unless they're doing well. Right. There are certain people that I have on push alert all the time because basically they only talk about the challenge, and if they're running, I will watch them. Yeah, it was, and I, I followed along the majority of the day whenever it was the, was it the day after? What was it? When was it that Nathan did his run? It was on the 7th that he tried for 50. I mean, we had no idea he was going to do it until all of a sudden we just saw him saying, oh, hey, Nathan's running. <laughs> the last we talked to him, it sounded like he was, you know, taking a break and going to do something else. But, Well, I don't know if you noticed, but some of the guys, including Dudes of Disney, Toddler of Terror, were running not only under the Every Ride banner, but also under Parkeology. And that's because this last week, there's been a few more Parkeology competitors than usual because now 
at least while Primeval World is open at the moment, 50 for the first time is an attainable number. Right. But when you run under when you run under both, you're kind of like saying, depending on what position I'm in, I can probably leave this other one out <laughs> and still finish. I guess. Well, I mean, and, I think I think but, people who run both are saying that you know I'm running every ride to raise money and I want to support this cause. Yeah. But Parkeology has the I wouldn't there 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 are harder rules. It's a harder rule set, and right. uh, if you follow the Parkeology rules to the T, you you by default are going to pass the every ride rules. Right. True. As it stands now, there is no discrepancy. Now, I understand that every ride is probably going to change things when the railroad opens up, and they're probably going to require more than one leg. I think at least that's what the the discussion seemed to be pointing to. And at that point, then it's going to actually be different. But yeah, well, by the time the railroad's running, that pretty much means Tron's going to be running, right? So it's going to add yep. two rides. Oh yeah, unless, it's going to be a lot of rides. But we'll Unless, have Ratatouille, we'll have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. Yeah. I, you know, it makes me question as to whether it'll be possible once they get some of these guns. I mean, you're going to have to really pick your day. Let's just say, theoretically possible for sure, because just think about it, on the day that it was dead after the hurricane when Brothers WDW ran and got it done in like 13 hours, Yeah. there's a lot of room for rides right there. You just are going to have to have the perfect day. A hurricane. It's going to have to wait for <laughs> a hurricane. Say, like, <laughs> Start driving to Florida when the hurricane's near. When, when is everything going to be open, right? So all these open yeah. up, Spaceship Earth is going to be down, right? Yeah, Holly's right, going down for refurbishment soon again. Test track, you know, at the beginning of the year. But. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find a day. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to find a day when every ride's open until it's all the way up to like 55 or 56. I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. thing. And I even the, then, things are going to go down for refurbs. You know. It's going to be during the anniversary. That year, they're probably going to try to have everything open, and that might be the first time the full Parkeology Challenge will be Available theoretically again. possible again because it has not been possible to do the full challenge, which is every single ride. It, I think they're going to get into a weird point soon um, because they did open Primeval, so that sort of got rid of our theory that it's gone forever. But I think they're working their way to making it gone forever. So at some point, Primeval, yeah. I think, is going to disappear yeah, from the official I fully, Yeah, I fully expect it to be seasonal for an extended time um, until they figure out what they want to do there. Yeah, um, hopefully I they think it'll be something se- good there. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be seasonal all next year, truthfully. Probably. It's almost the end of the year. If you have not given to Give Kids the World... Uh, please consider doing so. Last I checked, I have not checked today. Uh, the goal for the Give Kids the Rides Every Ride Challenge team was $100,000 raised this year. Last I checked, it was at $90,000. So $10,000 away before the end of the year for $100,000 raised for Give Kids the World would be awesome. So what is the website? There's everyridechallenge.com, every ride I believe. Challenge, yeah. Okay. So they are $10,000 or one vacation Jason away from yeah. their goal. <laughs> so everywritechallenge.com, there's a big link at the top. Please give. Yep. It just says donate, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, donate button. So, yeah, I've started to look. I, I looked today. It would be wonderful, Adam, if we could get down there next mm-hmm. week because uh, I think yeah. next Tuesday – 
I think it's a 14 and a half hour day. Technically that's assuming they don't open Hollywood studios early. Uh, it might, no, actually it would be a 15 and a half hour day because it's uh, opens Hollywood studios opens at eight. Uh, Epcot would be open until 1130. So, you know, if we could just make that work, that'd be awesome. Might be interesting ending at Epcot, huh? Right. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting mix up because when Epcot has EMH, the only thing that closes early is imagination. The seas and living with the land will stay open. So, right. Yeah. Changes the, it changes the whole dynamic of the, of the run. <clears throat> and it has a pretty low crowd calendar projection. So I'm just saying Tuesday of next week might be a day if we, I mean, I've got work and stuff, but if we could, it'd be awesome. But I, I would not be surprised if we saw some runners on probably, Tuesday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So as long as one of the runners doesn't decide to start churning butter on Carousel of Progress, which we well, they can't because the cur- butter churner's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, maybe they'll get the churner back. Or did he churner. raise a did he raise a barn today? Get it? What? Oh, uh, raised a barn on Monday. Yeah, that was right. Soon he raised a nutter. Weird yes. owl. Yes, I got you. Uh, so it's on Pinch. YouTube and the interwebs, probably the dark web too by now. Um, I haven't checked. <laughs> but a uh, person... I think the guy that got on stage got something off the dark web. <laughs> right, he got something. I questioned when I saw it. I was like, I questioned. I was like, is there, there's, I think there might be something wrong with this guy. Like, li- I literally. Think it, I think he was on drugs. I mean, it says... Someone yeah. said bad drugs. I mean, that, that guy was yeah. tripping. Yeah, somebody on Twitter tweeted that I think he had a bad drug reaction. He was antsy in the back row, and once he got on stage later, they said they put him on an ambulance, put him in a stretcher, and he was uh, yelling the whole time. So he was probably having a bad trip or something. How did he manage to get them? Never mind. Yeah, well, again, people get... I mean, he could have done that right before he arrived, and... True. It started kicking and, in hard, and, the, and that was the first ride he did or something. I was going to say, his, he just had to rush into Carousel of Progress. Right, that, was, yeah. that was the first thing he really wanted to do. I mean, to I'm just going to say, I am. I have never been someone who's done that stuff, but I would say that if you were to do that stuff, uh, maybe, maybe Carousel of Progress seems like a really good, good idea. <laughs> or maybe he thought he was getting on another ride. Maybe yeah, he's maybe. like, man, Space Mountain sure has changed. <laughs> it's like, let me go up there and see what's happening uh i would well again i i don't do those things either but uh i also have not tried to sneak anything in through disney security but i don't feel like it i feel like be... if you'd already consumed whatever he had done before right. going through security i think that's what would be the case yeah i feel like there are ways to get things through especially if it's inconspicuous you know I think the security guards are looking more for things like weapons or things like that, you know, obvious things that are, I think they turned a blind eye to some people bringing alcohol in if they notice, you know, because for one, if you bring a bottle, like, like a canister bottle or what do you call it, a metal thermos, they don't open it and smell it and check it <laughs> all the time, you know. I saw these uh, girls coming in for a bachelorette party with their b- 
bottle of obvious mixed drink, and I think the security guard said, "A little early for that, don't you think?" And let it go. Yeah, exactly. Right. That was it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I believe you're right, Mr. Walker. It is a bottle of rum. There was a guy I know who was telling me that had water bottles that he filled with Mike's Hard Lemonade, like oh my Dasani gosh, bottles. That's terrible. And the guy was looking at it, going like. Uh, he was looking at him like, really? You're trying to get this through? And he was just like, what is this? And he said, it's lemonade. And he was like, I technically wasn't lying. I was just saying it's lemonade. And he was like, okay, have a good day. And he just handed it back to him. So he's like, he's like, he, when he asked me a second time, I just doubled down. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd rather pay for something to drink in Epcot rather than drinking. At Magic Kingdom? Semi. Yeah. or. It, I, or in, just semi-warm Mike's Hard Lemonade just doesn't sound I know, right? appealing. Yeah. any At any point, in any location, I don't think Mike's yeah, Hard yeah, Lemonade I, I, I don't think it was idea. worth it. I think that guy, yeah, you just stay sober. It's still a good park. You can just be sober. Yeah, you can get things through is my point. And I'm not... Well, a, something got know. through for this kid. This kid got <laughs> right. on stage, uh, pulled up the butter churner, and then... I guess it was his friend tried to pull him down. It looked like his friend, and then he just like collapsed on the stage and just laid down. Right. Yeah, he just sort of like, all right, I'm gonna it take like a nap. His pants were falling off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's so, amazing though that the uh, that the um, main character in that show didn't break for a second; just kept going. Yeah. He was just like, I'm gonna, you know, he he's up there. He's a dedicated actor. He doesn't let anything break. The, sh- the show really went good. on. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't even change and just kept churning through the lines. Yeah, and the dog didn't move either. Didn't get up. He was doing it like he's been doing it for almost fifty years. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, the show must go on. So no distractions. So it seemed like the people who were on it at the time, unfortunately, had to go through the scene again, like the. Whatever scene they were on, they just had to repeat it. Unfortunately, <laughs> did you? Yeah, did you yes. see that? That where the the cast member they they videoed it where the cast member came on the the thing and said, "Unfortunately, yeah. you'll be viewing this scene a second time." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Because everybody knows they're like, "Dang it!" <laughs> just seeing it once is like long enough, but now this ride is like eight minutes longer. You know, this ride actually has had people get killed on it. Believe it or not, how did they die? Boredom? They no, they got crushed. <laughs> they got crushed. Oh, Whenever, oh between they were, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. When it was moving, it's actually happened. I can understand that. Like, yeah, thing. If you were getting up and moving around while the thing was moving, you know, you could get crushed between the walls. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's happened. Well, in case you're you were worried about this because you're going to Disney World and you're listening for some trip planning, uh, Carousel of Progress is back open, although uh, the butter churner is not in that scene. Yes, anymore. it has been removed apparently, and looks like some minor damage to one of the mesh screens uh, has not been. Glorables. That side, yeah, yeah, yeah. The side he's on, yeah. So maybe, but uh, I wonder if this guy was trespassed or if it was found that he had some sort of medical condition, perhaps. And I maybe yeah, he wasn't. I, but I don't know the way he behaved. In my opinion, I thought that there he was not right. I mean, I'm not. I'm t- for whatever reason, but I mean, I was thinking he was. There was something wrong with him, like well, maybe yeah. mentally. 
it could if have been under if the it, influence. If it's not under the influence and he had something wrong with him, that's one thing. If he was under the influence, then I'm sure he is banned. Yeah, more than he likely. just had that. He just had that look of, I don't know. To me, he had that look of I have I'm have a mental problem. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess you could look that way depending on what you're on. So, yeah. But as I was saying before the show, if he is banned, there is still hope because Adam the Woo got unbanned from Disney World. At I'm some pretty point, sure so. he didn't storm Carousel of Progress. But, <laughs> you know. Well, he did storm water the, uh, the river country. Well, he didn't storm it. He he broke into it essentially. Yes, he was he was on he was uh, somewhere he shouldn't have been. Yeah, he did that numerous times though, and he was eventually. He's apparently still banned at Universal, Florida, anyway. Yes, for doing the same kind of thing. So he's changed his ways. Because if you watch some of the older Adam the Woo videos, he's a little rough around the edges to be in. Well, he it was stuff that's he was doing stuff to anything that he could get clicks on, pretty much. Right. He's he mellowed out, out over the years. He's definitely gotten a little bit. Well, I mean, the Better. guy's older, older than I am. I know that. Yeah, he's matured. I should say that's probably the right way to say it. He's matured. He's probably he's probably about gosh, I'll say I'm 41. He's probably about 45, 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in his mid 40s. Anyway, uh, here's another story. Haunted Mansion is going to undergo an extensive refurbishment out at Disneyland after the start of the year when they switch it back from the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. So it seems like. It's going to be considerably longer. It says the refurbishment is expected to last until March or April. So what kind of things are they going to do to, besides taking down that? I mean, it only takes a week or two to take down all the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. So they're obviously going to do some extra. seems like the elevators, if you ask Nathan, I think the uh, elevators need some work potentially for the stretching room. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't see them maybe doing any more than maybe a freshening up, perhaps um, maybe updating a little bit of technology. I don't think they're going to make any like changes that are going to change any scenes. They might just make it, you know, more modern technology, maybe. Maybe that's what they're working on. Maybe they're going to add the hitchhiking ghosts like they do in Florida. The digital hitchhiking ghosts. I hope not. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's not bad in Florida. It's it's neat that they, but that's one of the changes they made that it's like just wasn't necessary. They could have left it like it was, and it would have been fine. I hope they have at least one of them like the original was. Yeah. Well, it says here, you know, they'll do paint, and trim work, and stuff like that, lighting, more mechanical work to the interior. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying if they have the opportunity and the means, updating some of the animatronics to more modern and more fluid ones is not a bad idea. That that I could, that I would go for. Yeah, I think to all the dark rides that are that old, you know, needs this kind of love and care after a while. But you got to think they just spent a ton of money on fluid animatronics for Rise of the Resistance. They had to have because of. I mean, they did save some money on you know uh, Sigourney Weaver being in the attraction, Ripley. <laughs> right. I believe that's true. I believe you think really so. Is. Yeah. If for those who may not know, describe <coughs> what you're talking about. The Finn animatronic is what yeah. you're saying. Well, in on one the, of the... The standing one. You only see him in that position if you're in the, the second lead or the car. First. I think the it's lead the lead car. car. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so if you're in the lead car, you see him in that position. If you're in the back vehicle, he's actually sitting down behind that, which I, I was trying to figure out looking at that. I was like, what animatronic did they take to do that one? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right. Was there... Which one did they repurpose? Right, yeah. It does, like, literally, his head just sort of moves side to side, and he's just sort of standing there just like the Sigourney Weaver one yeah. from Great Movie Ride is what we're talking about. Yeah, so I've... That's their theory. I almost bet that that's what happened. They've been known to repurpose them before. I I haven't said it on the show as of yet, but I think I put it in our little chat thing that the redhead, I'm convinced mm-hmm. now that it's the face of Jane with the animatronic of the Wicked Witch just because of how fluid it is. I mean, they probably repurposed all the animatronics from Great Movie Ride and Rise of the Right. <laughs> well, in, in different ways or different. Yeah, why, why not use it? Yeah. I haven't seen anybody that looks like Tarzan anywhere so far. We'll see if the one out in Disneyland looks a little different. You know, the one at Disneyland's, the fin is a little different. Maybe it'll be obvious that it was repurposing that one. You know, I was just thinking since uh, Finn is kind of squatting down behind or sitting down behind a uh, box or whatever that is and... Rise of Resistance. Maybe it's one of the animatronics in the scene where the the bank robbery happens from the Great Movie Ride. Like maybe it was Snake. Maybe he was uh, repurposed. They took his rifle away and kind of just moved his arm a little bit. Oh, okay. Was it cross Could have been the gangsters in the car from the gangster scene. You know, they were sitting. But that other fan, just the position he's in and his head motion, it's almost like (laughs) it's almost like the exact one. Yeah, yeah, like that's easy to see. It's like that's Ripley. I mean, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it sure looks like it, yeah. But anyway. Well. Believe it or not. Oh, a uh-huh. different head, obviously, but. Yes. Face. Right. So, here's another story. Another monorail has been refurbished and is out on yeah. the track now. Monorail Black yeah. now has a red delta. And uh, it used to just have the red trim around the stripe, but now it also has a delta that is red. Very Sith-like. Yeah, it does. It looks like Kylo Ren's personal monorail. So or the wolf pack. Uh, interior looks really cool. And, of course, someone was saying that a cast member told them these seats were cushier than even the other, the green and silver monorail. I don't know what that means. but It's because the dark side rides in style. <laughs> right. They have more money. The first order has more money. But it seems like maybe as they're going along they're adding even more improvements to the refurbishment of the monorails than they started with, so I don't know. We no, haven't just, heard an incident in a while, have we? I just like the design and I don't know, black and red. I always like that combination for some reason. Yeah, I like the new Delta. It looks cool on there. Looks pretty cool. So, what do you think? What are we still on the same page on the monorails? It's not going to be replaced. They're just going to refurb them all for a yep. few more That's years. That's what they're doing. Well, yeah. it's a waste of time to put the amount of money in them they have if they're changing them that soon. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're just trying to spruce them up for the 50th, I guess. Get them all, all of them done by the 50th, probably. They're trying to make them last a little while longer until they really have the money to pour into it because they've just... You mean, just look at Rise of the Resistance alone and think of all the stuff that's coming. I mean, they're pouring money into the parks like like water. Yeah, they really are. Somebody made the combination about wanting to go see uh, 
going to see Rise of the Resistance before it becomes the Disco Yeti version of Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Where Kylo Ren is just sort of sitting there and they put a strobe light on him. <laughs> I, I don't know. Something. They feel, like, they feel like this complex of a ride, there's got to be something that's going to have to be going that's to a That's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. There probably is something that's going to change. Well, the last time that I rode Frozen Ever After, I've seen different videos where they talk about stuff going into B mode or something not functioning properly and, and, and within the ride itself, because it's pretty technically complicated, more so complicated than its predecessor. That's for sure. Yeah. So the last time that I wrote it, you know, when we first started out the ride, like the opening scene, like it just did nothing. Like Olaf just stood awkwardly staring at Sven. Yeah. The whole way around. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of the, o- the opening Olaf not working right a few times, yeah. I saw a video, though, of, like, Elsa actually has a B-mode if she f- malfunctions, in which she will blink still, and if uh, she's not singing the song or whatever, she will she will actually wave to you as you uh, are backing down. Oh, so she actually she actually has a B-mode. So, B-mode. That is interesting, yeah. Do we have any more stories? I mean, there's some minor stories like Cruise Line uh, Terminal is going to go into refurbishment to prepare, make it all look great for the new Disney Wish ship. So I thought John would find that interesting since you're the cruise fanatic here. Just because I've done more cruising. Yeah. You're the cruise expert. I got a feeling you're you're going to be bitten by the cruise bug, I feel like, when January comes around. Once you get to actually experience the ship, that's what happened. To is me. there is there like forty seven things I can do in one day? Well, I don't know about that, but getting the Disney feel on the ocean, so to speak. Getting your sea legs. Yeah, ain't got no legs. So tonight. it's going to be closed from June to October. I wonder what that means they're going to do with their scheduled cruises. It says uh, they're going to go out say? of the next terminal over cruise terminal ten. Rather than Cruise Terminal 8. So is do- Cruise Terminal 10 going to be Disney-fied? Because Cruise Terminal 8 definitely is. Um, no. Or will it just look plain <laughs> for those particular sailings? I think they're expanding that terminal to where they can handle more ships, from my understanding. Because they plan on at least bringing another ship into that rotation. Like right now, Port Canaveral's terminal... For the majority of the year, I mean, there's a couple of times they work another ship in there, usually the wonder of the cl- of the two classic ships, but Port Canaveral gets the two newest ships, the Dream and the Fantasy, as of, you know, now, they're the, they're the newest ones right now. Dream pretty much the majority of the time goes four night, three night. That's all it does. It goes back and forth. In between there, you're going to have the Fantasy doing its seven-day cruises, which it does the majority of the year. It does seven nights to Eastern, seven nights Western. There's a couple of things mixed in there where they mix it up a little bit, but that's what it does most of the time is Eastern, Western, and it kind of just rotates between the two. Leaves on a Saturday usually and comes back on a Saturday and just gets loaded up and does it all over again. And in between there, you know, you had the Dream was doing, going off on a Monday most of the time. And then going off on a Friday as well. It was Monday and Fridays. So you go off on Monday for the four-night ones and Friday for the three-night ones. Again, typical schedule, but there's a few things different mixed in there. Okay. One minor story I wanted to throw in just for kicks here was 
during the live stream of the Candlelight Processional, they announced some of the new stuff last week. One of them being a the Mickey Mouse Shorts Theater is coming to Hollywood Studios. They didn't say where. They just said it was coming as part of sort of like the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, made me wonder, are they going to add this on to somewhere in the Chinese theater? Or is this taking over, say, Path of the Jedi or the Frozen show or something? I don't think that would happen, but you never know. Where do you think that's going to go? Well, it's not going to take over Frozen. That's going to stay there because it's pretty popular still. Yeah. If anything, they'll update the Frozen show to make more Frozen yeah. songs. But... They'll, upgrade, they'll update it to include Lost in the Woods, right? Yeah, exactly. And Into the Unknown, of course. But okay. Path of the Jedi is over there by Frozen, and it's a small theater that I guess could do this, but it's not that close to the Chinese theater, so... I was thinking they were going to show the shorts maybe in that same area as like a part of the queue. No. That's what I thought too, but it just says it will be a new attraction, basically, uh, showing the Mickey Mouse shorts. That's the way they described it in the live stream, the announcement. So... Huh. Yeah, I don't know uh, where we go then. It's probably Path of the Jedi, that's my guess, because nobody goes in there. <laughs> All right, well, is there any other news, or are we going to wrap this thing up? We hit the big ones. Yeah. That's the big news. So go ride Rise of the Resistance, give to give kids the world, and do not uh, trip on acid or whatever that kid was on <laughs> and, and go butter. to and go to Magic Kingdom. Drugs are bad. Okay. And do anything, yeah. Exactly. So, thanks for the PSA, Jason. And I will say, to find out what all the stuff we're doing, you can go to our website, travelingwiththemouse.com, and you can email us there, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. We also have a Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash podcast. And you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at twtmpodcast. As well as a Spreadshirt store where you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. So, for John, Jason, I am Adam. This has been Traveling with the Mouse, and we will see you on our next trip. Around the survivors, a perimeter, create. Create. (laughs)